Hey everybody, I've got Mark Smith, the 7-2 real estate investor, all the way from London, Ontario. This guy is all about the grind and the hustle. He's one of the hardest working investors I've seen. And that's because he understands that early on, you need to put in the work to build up those resources so that you can level up to safer, more liquid investments that'll support your lifestyle. We also talked about teaching your kids about money and entrepreneurship. Check him out. Look him up on YouTube and his podcast, The 7-2 Real Estate Investor. Mark Smith, 7-2 Investor. Welcome to the show. There we go. I got my Oilers gear on. There we go. Representing. Thanks. Thanks for representing the local team. Uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, we were just talking about <laughs> off air about how like we both hate doing introductions to uh, the podcast. It's so true. I just like we're having a conversation. We're off air, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Hi!" <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You know, we try and be ourselves, but um, you know, I, I find a lot of people they they put on a bit of a face for the uh, for the YouTube for the podcast just to kind yeah. of be a little more entertaining to, to follow suit, but you know what, I, it's all about the value that you bring, right? And that's why I wanted you on the podcast. I want to hear your story. I want you to uh, inspire people, right? You're a dad. You got four kids? Four kids, man. Married? Four kids. Uh, yeah, this would be, well, I'm going through an ugly divorce. Um, oh, congrats. So am I married? Yeah, to the devil. And then well, I better not say that live. The kids are going to listen to this one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, on the record, man. Oh, shit. Okay. And then I oh, hope her lawyer's not listening. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, open. <laughs> oh, I know, man. Oh, man. And then uh, that's okay. She knows how, how I really feel about her. So, um, and then I actually um, am in another relationship. So I guess you'd say common law. I think that's the in thing to say. That's the new black, right? Common law. Yeah. So. Is it? <laughs> Sure. Let's talk about let's talk about the seven two investor. What is the seven two investor? What what is where did that come from? Okay, great question. So um, so I went through hell and back, right? With I'm not going to go through all my or my dirty laundry. I think I've done enough of that already. Um, but uh, just see my lawyer bills coming in just for that comment. It's going to cost me four grand. But, um, but um, yeah, you know. So I went through hell and back, and there was a lot of shit going on in my life, and you know. I wanted to do something and to, to inspire people. So in fact, I went out and I said, you know, I want to help people going through what I'm going through the divorce and, you know, as a father and all these things, doesn't matter who you speak to the laws are favorable to one way, a whole other conversation. So I started off and I was actually going to start a, a, a group and actually even bought a website domain. I'm not sure if it's still there, but I actually called it men2.ca. Nice. Okay. So I was like, oh, maybe this could be a great way of telling people like they can get out of this with real estate or whatever. But then I gave my head, I said, fuck am I doing? This is just going to be one ultimate negative part of my life. You said in my pod, I'm saying yours, bitch fest, where everybody's going to get so pissed off and say mm-hmm. how much they hate the world and how the system sucks and that kind of stuff. I said, that's not going to help me or help anybody else. So, and this was a time right, right after I hit rock bottom, essentially, like I had hit rock bottom, but when I look back at that moment, man, I will go kiss the dirt. I mean, it's nothing tastes better than that because I've, you can't get lower than that. Yeah. And it, it just pushed me. Right. And so I said, so, you know, and, and so I know it's an easy question, but it's a long answer. So I said, okay, well, how do I tell people, how do I get people that have been dealt a bad hand in life? Okay. And that's where it came down to, because there's a lot of motivational things, posters are already saying you can, you know, you can be played a bad hand or dealt a bad hand, but it's what you do with those cards. 
so back in Chicago, uh, we used to have these neighborhood poker games. And the rule was if you want a poker hand with the seven twos, it was like the ultimate bluff. Right. And um, everybody had to do a shot. So it was called the seven two rule. So I said, hey, my life is like a seven two. I have no choice but to play this hand. I can't fold because if I fold, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I play the seven two and play the seven two, play the seven two. And I continue to do so. And no pun intended, I got my full house. Nice. And here we are. So, so the seven two serves as inspiration for those that have been dealt a bad hand in life. So whether it be distress, divorce, debt, disease, whatever it is. Four um, D's. Is there four D's? Is there five? There's more D I think for wholesaling. I'll figure it out. But, uh, and, um, <laughs> four D's. I was just thinking about my contractor, double D, whatever. That's a different story. Um, but, uh, he, um, so anyways, yeah, it was about just, I wanted to inspire those and saying, Hey, I got into the game late and I could have got in earlier financially. I was prepared mentally. I wasn't, mm-hmm. but it took me getting those uppercuts again when my back was against the ropes and just turned it into something which just excites me because the people I work with now, um, and most investors I speak to, they were dealt a bad hand in life. They were dealt a bad hand and they had to make a decision. Do they play that hand or they fold? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, let's, let's be honest. I mean, everyone's, everyone's been dealt a bad hand in some sense, whether that be health wise, mental wise, you know, relationship work, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their thing. It's what you do to get away from that thing to persevere. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's how you play that seven two, right? Absolutely. And how you, you can't, you can, you can only learn how to play it by playing it, like get, you know, play the game. Um, and, and that's exactly what I did. And, uh, fortunately I had a lot of support from my, uh, my, had a conversation about the partner, but my spouse or whatever, you know, uh, and she was just all supportive for it and she goes run with it. And, um, and since that time it's, it's been phenomenal. Like my, the relationships I've been able to foster since I started, I could lose everything, but that is something no one can ever take away from me. Yeah. Is that like, it's like, I actually, we were driving actually today. We were actually, I'm not sure if I should be saying this because we're supposed to be hiding and staying inside, but we had to go check out one of our, one of our projects. And I said, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm 43 years old and this is the most confidence I've ever had in my life. And this is when I was making like crazy amounts of money and just living the dream, the limo parties, tuxedo parties, and this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's confidence. It's, I'm so self, it's that control element. It's that mindset. Um, that's Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about, about your business. What are you investing in? You're, you're in London, right? I'm in London now. Yeah. yeah. So Edmonton, Chicago, Chicago, London. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm a real estate investor. So I have, I run essentially my own mutual fund of portfolios, as I call it. No, there's no MERS. Someone's going to come after me saying how bad mutual funds are, <laughs> but I believe in diversity within a sphere. Mm-hmm. So in this sphere, real estate investing, I own buy and holds. I've done the birth strategy multiple times. I have uh, an Airbnb re-rental. I have done a VTB. I have joint venture partners uh, with, I've done flips. Um, the only things I haven't done thus far on my, what I call the prism is I haven't done the wholesaling yet or the wholesaling, and I haven't done uh, private lend yet. Do you mind if I interrupt? You mentioned it earlier. What is wholesaling? Wholesaling is pretty sweet, actually. So wholesaling is like your fastest flip. It's like it's a it's a great um, it's it's a great strategy where you can actually buy a property from a wholesaler, 
And this would be your complete gut in this kind of stuff. So you basically take that property, you take it from wholesaler, pay the assignment fee, take that property. It's basically one week of a cleanup, quick lipstick, like paint, put it back mm. on MLS. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the wholesaler's done the work for you. And, uh, and then you just, yeah, it's a quick, it's a quick flip. Now the mark, the market has to be willing to accept that. Right. So if right. you're in a hot market, that's going to be the ideal situation, in my opinion, from a pure speed perspective. Right. Um, and those are the type of properties I find you're going to get the investors to buy. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I mean, like you said, if it's not in a hot, mar- hot market, the, the, the buying realtor is just going to look at that and they can see exactly what you just paid for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're like, they just paid well, for it here and they just painted it. Right. Well, maybe not because it's a wholesale. If I'm buying from a wholesaler, it's a private sale. They oh, don't yeah, know you're it. right. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they'll find out eventually when I'm yeah. walking away with this, but yeah, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but, but it's a great, quick and dirty strategy. And I have uh, peers in my mastermind and in my network that are doing that. And they've done, they've done really well. And so I got into this game, uh, Wayne, where I thought, you know, it was Eagle. It was Eagle. I'm going to be a property owner. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my vine holes and that's going to fund my retirement. Mm-hmm. But when I factored in what I need to, where I need to be with um, cash flow to be where I want to be, I need at least, you know, let's just say, you know, 15 grand a month of cash flow. Yeah. How many fucking properties need to get fifteen thousand dollars cash flow? I people don't realize that. People yeah, don't realize that, right? So it's like if you're if a, a property is bringing in three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, whatever. Like just do the math on that, right? Whereas I'm yeah. like, no, like I. So I had to make the flip back to the active side, which is on the flips and that kind of stuff. Like if I could turn back the clock, mm-hmm. I would have actually gone the strategy to do a flip, use other people's money, so to speak, and then churn it. They just yep. keep on churning it, keep on churning it. Yep. Absolutely. And, and so, so what are you focusing on right now? Like, what are you specific? Are you just, just taking opportunities as they come or are you trying to focus on one particular strategy? You know what I, as an investor, and I think we had this conversation uh, before, which is, you know, for those who get in the game, they have to make a decision. Are they investor or landlord? Right. Mm-hmm. So for me as an investor, it's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers and it has to make what sense. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So, and that, that's the way I operate now. So um, if the numbers make sense for a buy and hold, I'll do a buy and hold. If the numbers make sense for a flip. Yeah. That's it. Cool, man. Yeah. And we mentioned, we mentioned London um, and man, like if Ontario's landlord laws weren't so garbage, that's where I'd be because the London community, like the, uh, like there's an amazing investor community there. Right. You got, yeah. you got some, you got some big names, some big players yeah. in, in that area. And, and I think you're kind of in, associated with them as well. You got, you know, the, the cash flow hat on, oh, you mentioned your, uh, your yeah. mastermind. How is that yeah. going? Amazing. Amazing. It's, it's phenomenal. You know, I, when I got into this, I just said, I'm no expert when it comes to this. My unique ability is I'm a salesperson. I've done 21 years of high ticket sales. I'm a people person but I don't know jack shit about real estate. I know what's the house, but when it comes to the investing side and I said, I could try to do this on my own, but it's going to take me forever. And I'm just emotionally lazy. So, you know, I'm going to build a power team around me. I'm going to build that power team around me. So I got to find the best of the best of the best of the best around me. And that's the first thing I did. I invested heavily on that. Now Mm -hmm. I did, I did, I did buy a few properties early on Mm -hmm. with some mentorship that were through my power team, but it wasn't that direct mentorship was actually paying for a, a coach. Right. Um, hands down, the best decision I could have made was investing in coaching because there's going to be some that are going to tell me, there are some that are saying generals that, oh, I'd rather use that money for a down payment on the property. 
Okay, go ahead. That's fine. What the fuck are you going to do after that? Yeah. Versus spending that kind of money on a coach that says, okay, well, you can buy 10 properties, but you don't have to put a dime of your own money in. And I'll Way show you more how. valuable, right? Way more valuable. It's an investment in yourself. And you know what? I think a lot of people will say, oh, okay, well, OPM, OPM, other people's money. I'm going to go ask someone for $500,000. I'm going to go ask someone to do a JV. <clears throat> no one will invest in you if you're not investing in yourself. Absolutely. I say that all the time, man. Yeah. And so I've, I've gone all in and I continue to do so in all aspects of my life, because when I hit rock bottom, the first thing that happens when you hit rock bottom, and this is in my case is the, is vanity. It's just vanity. Fuck it. You're gone. Like, and so I, but my brain, like before all this happened, I was in the best shape of my life. My brain was broken. My mind was broken, but I had like worked out like crazy, right? All aesthetics. It was vanity. But then going through all this, I've, spent so much money on fixing my mindset and shifting that. And now I'm actually working on the other, but I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for a health coach. I, my couple, a few of my real estate coaches, they're actually holistic approaches. It's not just real estate. They're like, what do you eat today? What did you read today? What do you do? Like, it's just everything. And, um, and it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Coaching is the way to go. So if anybody's listening or anybody's like, hope somebody get at least one listener, I'll, I'll listen to this after. <laughs> Smash <laughs> that like, buddy. There you go. There you go. So, um, but um, it, it's, you have to invest in coaching. I tell people that like, so yeah, I, I work, I work very closely with um, Matt McKeever and uh, yep. Ben Roshan. So, and like you said, London is a hotbed for investors. Like there's so much amazing stuff coming out of this area. I'm blessed that I've been able to connect mm-hmm. with them and uh and invest with many of them as well and um it, it's yeah it's it's about the investment in yourself you can't you can't do it otherwise in my opinion you can do it it's gonna be painful and it's gonna take you a long ass time yeah i mean just look at successful people why are the most successful people reading 300 books a year or whatever the ridiculous number is right yeah. And it's, it's because you need to invest in yourself. You have to be reading consistently. You have to be paying for, I like the fact that you got like, you know, your coach is doing a little holistic approach too, because we're getting coaching right now. And I'd say 75% of it is actually just on becoming the real estate investor we need to become. Right. Um, it's it's also for us, one of our biggest fears was, um, growing too fast and our relationship and our family not being able to carry that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we have to change and we need to, we need to grow a stronger relationship as well. Because when we're, when your business is your only conversation in your house all the time, it's, it takes a toll on the, on the marriage. Right. If Mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to even, you know, even if you have like a strict thing, we're like, okay, five o'clock phones are off and we're a family now. How do you go from being business partners all day until 5 PM and then romantic afterwards? It's just, it's not real. No, it's not like Absolutely. It's like, you know, I had this conversation just today with uh, Zara and it's like, you know, stop shutting off the phone at a certain time and this kind of stuff. But it's like, it's like being a 16 year old kid turning off your phone and it's like, but there's going to be a notification for Pornhub. You know, I got to, it's like this thing, right? I got to go and grab that phone, but it's, it's discipline. And that's the key word. It comes down to discipline and it's creating, it's, it's, you know, creating those habits. So it's repeatable, the repetitions, Mm -hmm. right? The first couple of times are going to be tough. But after that, if it just becomes part of a system, yeah, that's the time the phone's off. If it's, yeah. if it's, you know, and if it's, if it's crazy important, we'll figure it out. 
<laughs> how do you, how do you convince new investors that they need to focus on like 90% mindset and 10% on real estate? Like they, oh. they, I, I, I don't, it's impossible. It's hard to teach people that. No, I no, I just, give me, give me the how to, give me how to do it. Give me how to do it. But they don't realize that once you get to four five, six doors, now it's, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you can maintain that. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. It's, 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 it's actually, and I say this from my own personal counsel because I've lived it. Right. If you want to become a successful real estate investor and how to burr and, you know, and if you want to be wholesaling, wholesaling, doesn't matter doing a flip, fuck, go to YouTube. But is it going to make you a great investor? Fuck no. No. It's going to make you a consumer and that's about it. Just like someone can become, and someone can learn how to do open heart surgery on YouTube. Is that, is that going to make them a successful surgeon? Hell no. No. So it's, you know, and I, I, I talk about mindset so much. Like we've actually had a shift in my, in my own household about mindset with the children. Like I asked the kids, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. I said, you better say amazing or awesome or fantastic or something. Cause good just means half ass. Yeah. And the kids know if I, if I catch them, say good, they have to give me 10 pushups. So now everything comes down, everything awesome. Because it's, it's words, words are your sword, right? They're so powerful because it's in your head already. Right. Um, and the other thing as well, I was going to mention too, um, about the mindset shift is I've been, I call it being blessed or burdened Wayne in that I get it being, you know, being a, a member of Cashflow tribe, uh, working, you know, on the, on the sales element within, uh, within Cashflow tribe, I have, like I said, blessing or burdening of talking to potential candidates that want to come to a mastermind or a boot camp. Yep. So when we start talking price of attending these things, they tell me beforehand their dreams, their fears, their whys. And the majority, as soon as you start talking about a ticket price, it's like they're no longer interested, but yet they've just spilled the beans of what they need. And you know, in your heart, this is exactly what they mean, what they need to get out of there as you know, with their seven, two moments. Yeah. It's, it's like a freaking balloon just gets deflated and flies around the room. And I have to, and I take things personally. I feel bad for them because I've been in their shoes. Yeah. But the ones that do invest, I'm like, okay, I got your back. Let's do this. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what I love the most? Like, fuck, I've seen some videos of those events. Holy fuck, is the energy ever like powerful in there? Yeah. We just did, you know, we just did a, a mastermind uh, last, was it last weekend? Yeah, it was last weekend. It was a virtual workshop we did. Okay. Um, and it was all virtual because of COVID. Like we actually had a booking at a hotel. We had to cancel and this kind of stuff. Name a real estate investing workshop where you actually had 40 people two days straight from between nine to like, I think it went to like eight o'clock at night. People didn't want to leave the virtual workshop. They didn't want to leave. People were shooting the shit, talking and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We actually had strangers leave as family. We had people shedding tears with people they'd never met on screen because in order to in order to get there you got to break down all those walls around you and it's amazing the shit that comes out yeah and you basically rebuild it so what the what, what you know what cashflow tribe is doing and this is not a plug for cashflow tribe this is what you know i'm not not making any money off this now but what it's done for me personally and what i've seen it do to my peers holy shit like it's it's amazing that's so cool man yeah that's so cool yeah so so what are you working on now? Like what's, what are your goals? What are you trying to work towards? Okay. So interesting. You mentioned that. So, um, so soon as January 1st happened, uh, so January of 2020. So I've had my properties before those doing the buying holds. Yeah. Um, for 2020, we're on forecast to having a property once a month. Awesome. 
acquiring a new property once a month, uh, whether it be buy and hold, whether it be flips and so forth. So that we have that going on. And I have uh, multiple alliances as well, which has been nice. So I've got people that want to work with me. So I got a lot of JVs going on on the flips, on the buy and holds. Um, what I also did was I, and maybe this is a maturity thing because we learn as real estate investors, when you first get in, we don't want to share nothing with anybody. We think we could do it on our own. We yeah. don't want to share the love. We don't want to share pennies. That type of mindset is, again, it's like, it's that scarcity mindset, right? We don't want to share. Whereas there's a lot of things I'm good at, Wayne, and there's a lot of things that you're going to be, you're amazing at, but I'm sure at the same time, there's a lot of things that we're not both good at. Yeah. Okay. I'm really good at talking to people. I'm good at relationships. I'm good at sales. I'm good at all that kind of stuff. You want to see a grown man cry, put me in front of an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Like it's got to the point where I, I've been told, do not touch the Excel spreadsheet. You want something to change, ask someone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, and, um, so I reached out to a couple of my peers and these were, you know, peers that I've, I've got to know, you know, through attending meetups and networking and that kind of stuff. And I just reached out to them because I had this epiphany. I'm like, like there's three of us here in, in a, in a all fishing in a small pond of maybe two or three minnows. Mm -hmm. And how many people do we know are fighting and, and trying to get that, that same property. Now we're all friends. We're all going to be good spirit about it. Hey, good for you. You got it. And that kind of stuff. That's not the game I want to play in. It's like going to a club, as someone says, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, one of my other buddies, Mike had mentioned, it's like going to a club um, and there's like a hundred guys and maybe three girls. Like I'm boasting myself, right? Yeah. But everybody, like your likelihood of success is going to be quite small and everybody's just competing, right? Yeah. So I said, I want to play in a different league. So what I said was, how about the three of us create a strategic alliance where I know what I'm good at you're amazing at this. You're amazing at this. You suck at this. You suck at this. I suck at this. But yeah. they, so the three of us actually together create a strategic alliance. And since we forged that, it's been amazing. Like, so, so now what we're doing is we're looking at the larger multifamilies. Nice. Together as a unison. Whereas before our, our, our mindset, which just wasn't there that we could do it on our own because we didn't have the balls, but now we have the balls with respect. I shouldn't say the balls, but the, yeah, maybe balls, I guess you could say, but now we're working together because we can all trust each other that everybody's going to stay in their lane, do what they got to do. And everybody's for the betterment of this. Um, so that's what we're doing on that side. So it's been, it's been pretty unique. So to answer your question, flips, multifamily, buy and holds. Yeah, I guess I'm doing all the same. I want to get into, I want to get into wholesaling though. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that because I'm lazy that way. <clears throat> yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But I want to look at return on time. Because mm -hmm. as an investor, you got to look at return on money and return on time. As a yeah. wholesaler, the return on time is a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. You can make 20 grand just wholesaling it. All you have to do is do the assignment. Yeah, it takes the work up front to get that property assigned. But I could spend eight weeks doing a flip and all the other stuff that's going to cost that I'm going to make 25 grand on. So what? what right. It's, it's all systems with wholesaling though, right? You got to have, you got to, it's going to be a lot of startup. But once you've got it running, it's literally just turning the crank and then, and you know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, if Absolutely. you've got a good team of people looking for leads or you've got a good website, you've got a good signs, right? It's, yeah. has the, it's the funnel, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, you have to have a funnel. You have to, it just can't be that one deal and just think you got to have a funnel. That's the only way you're going to be successful as an investor. Unless you're just mm -hmm. going to be a landlord, like I said. Not me, man. Not landlord me, man. is not fun it's, it's, it's part of investing sometimes, you know, you gotta, in the beginning, most people do landlord. 
um, because they think it's cheaper or to be honest, I think everyone should landlord in the beginning just to know what it's like so that they, so they can hire the right people. I think everyone should experience it. It's like everybody should work at McDonald's. Yep. It changes the game, man. I'll say I never want to do that. Some people are still there, but um, I don't want to <laughs> high school with, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, you know, that's like, like I want my children all work at something like a line job, like McDonald's because after mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, this is hard fucking work. Yeah. Earlier we, we touched on, you know, what it takes to get $15,000 a month in passive income. And we never really quite answered the question. Have you quite, have you figured it out? And do you know what you're doing? Obviously you're doing a bunch of things. You're building equity here, you're building cash flow there, but it's, it's all, none of it's all, are, is that, is that your solution? Or are you trying to build something enough capital to buy a vehicle that will give you $15,000 a month? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty what I'm much. doing too. Yeah, it's exactly it. And you know, and what I'm finding is it's actually interesting because if you sit back and watch a lot of the investors in your area or maybe people you watch and so forth, they all started the way we're starting or we've started mm-hmm. the small stuff, but then they move on to stuff that's higher. So then they have to get rid of that stuff. So it's the next wave of investors that are coming in. So yeah. these guys are then moving to the next level. They have to get rid of those. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's why I see it. Like I never thought I'd be looking at larger multifamily right now, but I can now because I have the strategic the clients. I have the resources. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people like, like myself, you know, I started off doing the, you know, the creative dream for sales and stuff like that. I might be doing them in 10 years, but probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a little, they're riskier. Um, yeah. You know, a lot more work involved, but in the mm-hmm. beginning, I think the most important thing isn't buying 10 properties that cash flow 200 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. every year i think it's about yeah. building up as much equity and capital as you can until you've got it to a point where you can liquidate and then get to the next stage whether that's a multi-family or you know what i mean or it might be buying 30 suited houses right yeah and just sit on it um but yeah early on you gotta do what you gotta do right it might be wholesaling might be flipping might be you gotta do everything you gotta make money you gotta create it absolutely people tell me like oh we gotta uh you know you, you know what's about the whole thing about even the burr strategy it's like no you gotta make the burr you, want, you, you got to create wealth. You can't make wealth. You got to create it and you got to find ways to be creative. Yeah. Um, that's what it comes down to. So, and for me, my thing is, is that I'm all about the hunt. So I probably will never slow down because it's never, it's just about the hunt. Is there something about it? Right. Yeah. I I'm, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. I, I, like even when I get to whatever it is that I need, I'm still going to keep going. I can't slow down. It's in us. It is. I, I agree. I agree. Sorry. Um, I agree hundred percent. It is in us and we just got to keep, keep going because otherwise yeah. we're going to die of boredom. Yeah. So how old are your kids? So, um, the eldest, uh, he's 16. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, between myself and Zar, uh, we, have, uh, so, so from my first marriage, um, so I have a 16 year old, I have a 13 year old daughter. Um, uh, and then through Zara's side, she has two boys that are 12 and 10. Yeah. What are their thoughts on all this, the business? Are they interested? Is it just what dad does or? There is some definite interest. You know, it's, it's, it's quite remarkable because uh, my partner's ex-husband, um, like he's awesome. Like we're actually good friends. Like, yeah. like they just figured their shit out. Like, Hey, we're better as best friends than we are as a couple. And he's, he's an investor and landlord himself. So the children know, well, good, you know, they played, um, you know, what is it? Uh, the, um, the cash flow game you know, yep. rich, bad, poor dad, right. They played that. They've read rich dad, uh, poor dad, the kids version books. Really? Uh, yeah. They've read all that. Uh, they read the, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll ask, I'll actually ask them. I'll say, Hey, you know what? In fact, 
some of them actually say, Hey, we got this money. Can we invest in your properties? Wow. So we create that. We, we work with them on that, right? Like my mindset when it shifted, like being, being as um, from Indian descent, I mean, you're, you're, you're ingrained in your head that you go to school, you have to become a doctor lawyer or dentist. Cause if you mm. don't, you're an embarrassment for the family. That's what it comes down to is how other people perceive you. So I have this money saved up in RISPs for the children. I've already told the children, you, I, like I heard this from Brene Brown and she did an interview with uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, the, um, the four hour work week. Yep. And I'm using something for a playbook. When the kids go to school, go to university, I'm telling them or college or whatever the fuck they want to do is those four years, blow that money and take whatever you want to take. So if you want to try something interesting, try it. Mm -hmm. You know, they need those four years to figure out what they like. Yeah. I'm not going to pigeonhole them and tell them this is the way, this is what you have to do because society says so, you know, and uh, do what you love. So, um, so that's what we're going to do with them. <laughs> so awesome. whether it be real estate or whatever. So, um, but these kids, if we get them involved with the rentals and, 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 you know, painting and the easy stuff. I don't think you're necessarily, you know, shoving it down their throat either. It's, I think it's just exposing them to that, right? Exposing them to the opportunity. I was not exposed to it. So I had to come up with it on my own. Some random guy at work had to tell me that he's a real estate investor, which got me interested in it. Yeah. And had yeah. I not had that conversation, would I be here right now? Probably not. So, exactly. you know, you're, you're giving them the opportunity by exposing them to it to see if that's something that they're interested in. At the very least, they're going to learn a lot about money and the value mm -hmm. of money. Mm -hmm. And maybe even becoming a business owner it might be something different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I got an exercise for the kids next week, um, which is I'm going to give all the kids a choice. I'm going to say, I'm going to sit down with them and I'm going to say, I'm going to give you guys a choice. And this is completely hypothetical because if I don't say hypothetical, they'll actually think it's real. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, you have a choice. I'm going to give you a million dollars now, or I'm going to give you a penny and it's going to double every day for the next 30 days. Which one do you choose? <laughs> have you done I that exercize that. before? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, it's, I, I, it's, yeah. It's, it's killer, right? Compound man. Honors. Absolutely. What does Albert Einstein say? The eighth wonder of the world, right? Is compound interest. Yep. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I want to get them thinking. It's not just money, it's currency and what it can do. Mm -hmm. Discipline. Mm -hmm. And, and so the, the kids are a little bit older. So, you know, my mine's four, so she needs a lot more attention from me and of I course, have to develop yeah. routines and, 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 and different uh, stuff like that so that she was getting the right level of attention. My marriage yeah. getting the right level of attention. Do you have any routines? Because, because you're in sales, you still got a job, you're, you're running your business. Fuck. You're crazy on social media. You got a podcast, <laughs> you got YouTube. You do, like, I, I don't know how you're doing it. Right. And so what kind of routines do you have? What kind of tips can you give for the dad or the mom or the, yeah. you know, the employee? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Cause I'm still trying to, I'm still struggling to figure it out myself. Right. Yeah. It, it's one of those things like, you know, like, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a tough question. I don't have the, I don't have the secret yet. Um, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy. And it's like, it's like you, you know what you want, you're doing this for the family and so forth, but you're letting go of certain things, which could have an impact on something else. Mm -hmm. But the intention is right, but something has to be, something has to be a sacrificial lamb temporarily, but yeah. are other people going to accept that? So it's tough, man. I wish we were cavemen because we'd say, fuck it. We're going to go hunting and we'll see you at midnight. Yeah, absolutely. But you right? know, fa family, they need you right yeah yeah it's so it, it's a battle mm -hmm. yeah and that's 
that's that's why I started the podcast, you know, because I want I want to see what other people are doing. Obviously, you know, you didn't have <laughs> you didn't have the silver bullet, but you know what? That just that just proves the point that um, you know it isn't easy, but it can be done. You got to do it in your own way. Each family is going to have a different dynamic. Each absolutely. Each, some people have a job where they do nothing all day. Some people have a job where they're turning a wrench all day, and you adapt to to your circumstances. You try and get your family on board and understand it to the best mm-hmm. that they can. Mm-hmm. And, and you try and make the best out of it. But um, just saying that I've got a job and I've got four kids is no fucking excuse. Absolutely. Right? It's, I, can, I, can, I can tell you five people that do have four kids and a job and they're fucking, they're doing amazing. Yeah. If that's you, what you want. Absolutely. It all comes down to that. Right. And what are you, what are you willing to give up? Right. So with us, like I said, I said this in our previous conversation, I brought Zara to one of our masterminds mm-hmm. and she broke down in tears because it was like she found her purpose attending one of these mm-hmm. and now, now she's pushing me right so pushing me but there's still i still have a responsibility as a partner and i still have a responsibility as a father um there's different things there um which is key but the other things i've done is really what it comes down to i think is the silver bullet actually is there and it really comes down to time management mm-hmm. and it's it's you got to set your times to focus on the business not in the business and after that it's like you know the, the gas station has to shut down your gas station if you're there. Right. So, and here it's like, what I found is cause I'm swamped, right? Like, and just like anybody, like I'm swamped. I get calls all day long. I get messages, texts, people are asking me for whatever. And my, I'm always open to anybody. Like that's the thing for me. Maybe it's going to come back to bite me in the ass, but I get calls from all over the country. People asking, Hey, what are you doing? We've seen you on social media and this kind of stuff. We want to pick your brain. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to listen, talk to you. But it was got so bad where it was like, fuck, I was, it was, it was, I was like a squirrel, right? Like a squirrel would come and it'd get, detract me from, from focusing on the business. So I actually had no choice, but I actually downloaded an app. It was an online scheduling app. And I said, if you want to talk to me, sure, I'll talk to you. But, but these are the times I'm available. It's a 15 minute slot. Yeah. And I apologize at the beginning. I'm like, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a douchebag doing this or someone like cocky or whatever. But if you, if I'm going to give you my time, I have a responsibility to give you my, undu- uh, my undivided attention. Yes. So these are the times. And it rooked. Don't worry about it, type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been doing that, which has been nice. So I, I did just that. had to. You did that too. Yeah, I did that too. And you know what? All my buddies like, oh fuck, sorry, <laughs> you got something in the calendar. Ooh, big fancy man. I'm like, exactly. You, you want my undivided attention? Like, I got, I got a call at four o'clock this afternoon. I got a meeting at two thirty. You know what I mean? Like, I put that in there so those people get my time. And I, and what I hate is, is either a being late. Or be, you know, forgetting, you know what I mean? Like if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And the only way to be able to do that is to actually put it in the calendar. Well, absolutely. That's, and that's for me, it's a forgetting that gets to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just by, just by being Indian by nature, we're going to be late anyways. Um, (laughs) And, and my ex-wife is Mexican. So the kids are screwed Um, being happy to have Mexican. They're going to be late for every, everything. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man we're, we're touching on everything today aren't we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. well that's 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 what you get with me man I, and that's what i know i get with you it's the real deal yeah. there's no there's no sugar coating and this is this yeah. is life man exactly buddy exactly um you touched on purpose real quickly with you with your partner that is super important as well because i think that you need to you need to attach your purpose to this otherwise trying to wake up every day and do all these hard things and having no reason to do that is very difficult. 
So you got to, that's, and I'm glad you brought it up because you need to figure out what your purpose is in life. You need mm -hmm. to figure out what the values, your core values that are important to you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because otherwise, why are you doing all this? Are you just collecting houses? You well, know what I mean? It. Exactly. What is, and that's what's so cool, right? Is like, what is your purpose? Like, um, why are people leaving their JLBs to do this? Like, it's, 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 it's not the money because there's a lot of work. Uh, some people may believe it's the money, but it really comes down to, in my opinion, the independence, the hunt or whatever it is, but you really have to determine what, what your why is to determine what your purpose is. Maybe the why and purpose are the same. Mm -hmm. And so one of my coaches, uh, Corey McKinnon, who's a, a huge investor in Ontario. Yeah. Um, and I heard him and he says, before we do anything, we need to determine your why. And it, he actually ran me through an, um, this exercise It's called uh, seven levels deep or something to that effect is on YouTube type that in yeah and it's really it's keeping in the question but going deep like seven times right and really finding out what your why is so it's great it felt good about it i had my why saw him the next a couple days later i gave him the why he goes no this is not your why we're gonna dig deeper yeah i mean my coach had me in tears but we figured out what my why was and my why is i want to be an example for my children in that they have the choice to do what they want how they do it on their own terms but mm -hmm. how can how can i working job and being someone else's bitch making sure they achieve their dreams tell my children they could do anything they want they got us they, they look up to us as parents mm -hmm. so come you know we're going to do whatever it takes to survive when we don't have that security and that's what i want to teach the children is that nothing will be handed to you you know and you know my dad said it best because I went to, I went to Ross Shepherd High School, which is on the west side of Edmonton or West Mount, West, West Mount Mall and this kind of stuff. So I used to take the bus, the ETS, and I used yeah. to take the bus. It would take me like an hour and 10 minutes just to go there. Now that school, there was a snobby school. It was called the prep school. People had like, you know, their parents were judges or whatever it is. And it was a hustle there, man. It was a hustle. And, you know, everybody was driving to school and that kind of stuff. I remember coming home one day and I was pissed off at my parents being that, you know, high school teenage kid that feels that I know everything and my parents suck. I told my dad saying, hey, I want this, I want that. And my dad says, you want to be fed with a silver spoon? I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay, we could do that. Go to the kitchen, open a drawer and pick up your own damn silver spoon and put it in your own fucking mouth. And guess what? It's going to taste better. And that's what I live by, right? So I want to teach the kids the same way. You know what? Is I want to be that example for them. Mm -hmm. Like my parents were an example for us in that, I mean, they left a country, they came here with a typical immigrant store with whatever was on our back with two suitcases and they, they hustled hard to be at this point. And I think, I think a lot of times what happens is I, I, I'm scared for the next generations of society because they haven't seen that hustle. Yeah. They don't have that unfair advantage that we have. We are very comfortable. And you know what? It's time. And in order to be successful in life, you have to be, uh, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Burn mm -hmm. the ships and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People that no. are comfortable are the ones that are saying, oh, I got a job and yeah, I can't wait for Friday. And it's, and it's like, fuck off. Give me a fuck. Like I was there. I'm, actually, when I say this, I'm not saying it to your listeners or your yeah. viewers. I'm, it's like me talking to myself. That's how I was. Monday would happen. I look at Friday. If you're doing that, that's not good, man. You're in prison. Mm -hmm. You're in prison. And yeah. you're looking forward to those two free days. And, 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 and debt is so, and credit is so easily, you know, attainable too, right? Like, oh, I don't have money to go out to the bar. That's eh, okay. I'll just call it my credit card company and get a $500 increase. I'll pay Absolutely. it back later on. It, yeah. yeah. We, we haven't been punched in the face. That's the thing. You know, Mike Tyson just, says it. 
Yep. <laughs> he did. Okay. I, was just, I was just telling my wife the other day, I'm like, cause we were talking about our budget. I'm like, we are not staying on track. We're cause, cause I got lots of hours at work. Cause cash flow is great. Everything's fantastic. Yeah. The, yeah. We have been our best when we've been down, right? Mm-hmm. When my mm-hmm. hours were cut, when I was laid off, you know what I mean? That's when I went out and I was like, I was doing mystery shopping, you know, a grocery store stuff. I got to make three bucks. Like that's when I hustled. That's when yeah. we went out and started like selling shit on Amazon. Like that's when I, but the second you get comfortable and especially in like a society like this, you know, where everything's so easy and, and if you're in trouble, there's always a handout, you know, it's, you need to be punched in the face every now and then. Oh, absolutely. Like Mike Tyson says, right. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the teeth or punch, right. Like, and the thing is absolutely. And it's, you know, like I was, we were talking the other in our other uh, conversation, like I'm listening to this audible, right. Can't hurt mm-hmm. me by David Goggins. Like we, I'm a firm believer in this. We're being a disservice to society, to our children. When we, t- we pretend everything's going to be okay. Yeah. This, when we t- essentially we're telling our kid, our children that unicorns do exist. Yeah. They don't like, you know what? There's always someone out there out grinding someone. It doesn't matter, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's the thing that scares me the most is like these parents and I'm guilty of it too. Don't get me wrong. And I've had to have that shift. And I see yeah. some of my friends and what they do with their parents. I don't call them friends anymore. They're all idiots, but, <laughs> but, and they're like propeller heads and it's like, they're over their children, like helicopters. And it's like, your kid is going to think they're dying of, of, of a massive bleed with a paper cut. Yeah. Like, come on people. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, what I've done is like, yeah, I, it's trial by fire, backs against the ropes. Yeah, there's a property. Yeah, I'll put an offer in and I'll figure it out. But guess what? People trust me. They know I'm going to do everything in my power not to sacrifice integrity or my core values or sacrifice them and put them at risk. And if I can't get it, and if I'm going to JV someone, I'm going to be getting an Uber and I'll be Ubering to make sure I cover my basis and cover, my, cover their asses. That's just yeah. the way I roll. Yeah. You know what? This seems like a really good spot to kind of wind down. Um, Sorry, man. <laughs> I love, no, I love, I love the hustle, man. That's why I wanted to have you on because I see everything you're doing and I, and I love it. I love it. I know that you are busy and I know that you got a ton of excuses and you're not letting them hold you back. You're fucking just pushing through. And nice like brother. we, we talked a little while, a couple months ago, or whatever, about a podcast. And then like that week you started a podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this guy is a monster. Like you just made that decision and you figured it out and you started it. And, yeah, I, that, that's the way I roll. I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm lazy that way. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just, fuck, you just hop right on it. I love it. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we shut her down? Um, no, just, you know, just tell people if you, if you want, if you want to be a real estate investor, be a real estate investor, you got, but you got to do it. Don't sit on the sidelines. Cause guess what? Investing is not going to come to you. You got to make it happen. Just make it happen. That's it. How do, how do they find you online? Online. Where can't they find me? Um, That's good. I'm no longer on Tinder. Um, but uh, <laughs> Actually, I've never been on Tinder. But uh, um, And the jokes are that neither is Grinder, so I'm not on there. Either. <laughs> I never find on there. But uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you got me under Mark Smith. Uh, you got me under Instagram, 72 Real Estate Investor. Um, so 7-2 Real Estate Investor. You can find me on YouTube. Again, uh, it's going to be the 7-2 Real Estate Investor. You can find me on uh, podcasts. So Google uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Again, the 7-2 Real Estate Investor. Um, 
my podcast will crash, so I don't think iTunes will be on there soon, but eventually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you can be find me. I'm, and I'm easy going. You can get a hold of me. Love to chat with anybody. So. All right, man. Thanks again for coming on. No problem, brother. Appreciate you having me.